We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Tuesday edition, Ole Miss and Alabama Oxford Exxon podcast presented by Twisted T here with you today. Not void of content as uh, the uh, Twitter machine, the internet, full blast as we got Rebels and Tide four days away from Tuscaloosa, 2.30 Saturday, CBS for that one. So Just we'll another in, game. We'll get into all the antics. All Just the, like uh, every other game. All the back and forth. We got a, uh, a starting quarterback on the Crimson Tide side. We'll talk about him. Jalen Milrow going to get the start this weekend. Just another game. You approach them all the same. Every it, it, game's it the is, same. It, it is peak college football, Ole Miss and Alabama. Everything that is weird and whatever, it's all here. It's all a, a part of this as we uh, as we get going. Yes, it is. It, it is kind of quarters at weather. Weather. I didn't wear one this morning, but it's 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 it's, it's close. Um, I, I went out running this morning, and the run was great. But the walk after the run, as you started to cool off, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and my hands were actually cold. And Ooh. after I showered, I wanted to put a quarter zip on. And look. My boys are dying. We're dying a slow death, but are they dying? I'm going to die with them. Damn it! You got a new Real Tree Rebels podcast up this morning. Tyler Jordan and I discussing uh, first week of deer season. He uh, hunted with Chipper Jones. Go through that a little bit. Some football stuff. I mean, he told me we were, t- we were talking about some baseball at the end of the show. He said the Cubs are basically right where the Braves were the year they won the title. So I mean, it, okay. it's 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 right there. Yeah, it's it's, I'll, it's I'll there take it for the getting his mouth to God's ears. <laughs> All you got to do is get in the tournament, as they say. I would be. Uh, I, I would. I would take it. <laughs> So, uh, again, plenty of Ole Miss and Alabama here coming up today on the show. Um, also, later in the show, uh, Jennifer Lorenzen, M Club Hall of Fame inductee as well. We're going through those weekly, um, heading into the uh, the Hall of Fame there on uh, November 2nd. It is the uh, Thursday prior to Texas A&M. You can get your tickets. Again, it is an event. Fans come out. A lot of great uh, stuff going on that night. There with that, you can uh, contact the Alumni Association, the M Club, for tickets to that event. So the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. It's uh, the beer cave, the catering. Again, even if you're not headed to Tuscaloosa, just hanging out at home, have some people over, throw a party. You can do that this week with uh, pounds of pulled pork. You can do ribs. You can do vegetables. You can do side items. They have plenty in the hot case, and they have lunch specials every single day, Five sixty nine for two sides of bread. 
and any size fountain drink as uh, as well. So a lot of stuff going on there at the Oxford Exxon, the Beer Cave. Again, 34 degrees of alcoholic goodness and more. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. 34 degrees of alcoholic goodness. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yep. We are in the Clark Ford studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And let's hop into a Clark Ford today. You get great service. Um, Great product. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when uh, you make the call. 662-257-1900. A lot of guests coming up later this week, working on a bunch of stuff over the course of the week. And they join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic's in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care. Everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics and physical therapy and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins, always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, the number for those tickets, by the way, for the uh, M Club Hall of Fame, 662-915-1876, the number to uh, order those. Sorry, I didn't have that up a second ago in front of me. So... Got a lot going on. We had a lot going on anyway. We got quarterbacks, and Lane spoke again yesterday. Uh, Another game. He was in an interesting mood. Lane makes it fun, if nothing else. That is uh, that, for that sure this it, morning. Makes it interesting, for sure. Interesting. That's a good word. This morning, two different tweets. Starts off, and we, and we, we, we know that Lane typically uses Taylor Swift in his marketing and tweeting and, and whatnot. I, I do think he genuinely likes Taylor Swift. I do, too. And no, as, I, I don't think that's an act at all. No, I don't either. People are... So this drives one of the pet peeve. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Pet peeve. All right. Liking a type of music is not a reflection on your sexuality. <laughs> Wearing a certain <laughs> color clothing is not a reflection on your sexuality. Okay. <laughs> if you like Coldplay, that doesn't mean that you are homosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Get that out of the way. Caveat now. But it doesn't. It just doesn't. I have I have like the show tunes, like the Broadway, one of my like eight presets in my car. There you go. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on my serious sex now. And you're heterosexual. Yes. Okay. True. It is, is what it is. Not that there's anything, <laughs> not that there's an advantage to that. I want to make, I don't want to piss off YouTube, but good God at the people that you can't like Taylor Swift and be straight is like maddening to me. I'm like, do you, how do you go through life like that? How does anyone go through a functional existence? But there are people that do. I think he genuinely likes Taylor Swift. I, I have two daughters, the youngest of which I think is a pretty big Taylor Swift fan. I've heard a lot of Taylor Swift. I'll openly admit I like a lot of Taylor Swift. So the fact that Lane Kiffin likes Taylor Swift and genuinely likes it is probably a reflection that Landry and her friends, he's that's, a, yeah, one, of, he's, that's one of the artists that it's they around, like. It's around, he's hearing it. And he's he likes in. it. It's yeah, all yeah, good. Yeah. 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 So clearly, a lot of people like her because she's made a gazillion. She's dollars. about to break the record, as we said last Thursday, for the uh, most revenue from a tour in music history. <sighs> there. So this morning, this is funny though. I love Adele too. Grind. She. I love her too. Adele. Adele is best amazing. voice out there right now. Adele is amazing. Sometimes you can listen to her stuff, and I mean, you you can get up in your feels pretty quick. So 
Clippy CEO of Fall. This is a tweet from uh, September the 10th. So Lane had to go searching for this one this morning. Um, he It is a minute-long video uh, from a concert of Taylor singing Castles Crumbling, one of her songs. Right. Apparently, Avery says in the thread, it's a little bit of a deep track. It's not one that came off one of the more successful things that was released. It's so you had, like to, you had to be aware of this one a yeah. little bit, because yeah. I had not heard of the song prior. Um, I had not heard this one either. I know almost all of her older stuff. I don't know a ton of her newer stuff, so my, my, my I'm limited a little bit when it comes to her. He uh, he quote tweets this, and then he uh, he above that puts a emoji of a castle, and an emoji of what appears to be like a bomb, like a sun, like asteroid. It clearly something going into the castle was the intent of that. And then somebody else said, "Such a grid song," and he said, "Not a good song, a great song." So again, could have been going through his Taylor Swift library this morning. It's it's maybe un- it's unlikely very unlikely because here just just for people who haven't <laughs> gone down I, I, obviously some in the thread are aware the opening lane, lyrics, L- lane is maintaining some plausible deniability but he's just hanging out this morning we're building quite the circumstantial case here i don't know that he could do it with a straight face well we need the first four lines okay we okay. can go through the rest but the first four lines of castles crumbling once I had an empire in a golden age, I was held up so high I used to be great. They used to cheer me when they saw my face. Now I fear I have fallen from grace. I mean, could be I mean, intimating something. Just, just saying. Oh, I got so many thoughts. I, I mean, thoughts just scattered. Once I was the great pope for a dynasty, crowds would hang on my words, and they treated me. Their faith was strong, but I pushed it too far. I held that grudge till it tore me apart. Yeah, I've heard that part. Um. Okay. Let's dive into the psychology of this. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. The complete setup here, the two, is I have been laughing at Lane for the last three days doing the ultimate Bama respect thing and calling them that. I mean, he yesterday... He's talking to his team, but he says Perkins is the only kid on the team that they wanted anyway, that they had 85 kids and Perkins was the only one that they would want on their team, which clearly is – they would love Jackson Dart right now. But but he meant – Yeah, I know. When, they, when yeah, they had yeah, an yeah. opportunity to recruit them, sure. that was the one they recruited. Sure, because they didn't recruit Quinshawn Jenkins. No. So When they didn't recruit Jackson Dart. Yeah, right. So, okay. He or says or that, the majority of the roster. Um, He called them the best team on planet Earth the last 15 years this week. Um, it's a little strong. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> they have had a hell of a run. Um, hardest place to play ever, no matter what. The most difficult place to play. Again, things that aren't necessarily inaccurate, but he has been very effusive in his... It's, it's hyperbolic. It is. He's sure. been hyperbolic on purpose this week. It's and, been a hard place to play because they've had lots of good players. I don't know that it's been a hard place to play because the crowd in Tuscaloosa is like the Seattle Seahawks. I did that for you. Thank you. I mean, there are other places that, frankly, I think are louder than Tuscaloosa. So it's been the ongoing week. He, he here's his deal. We'll dive into it. He he enjoys this game. He feels pressure with this game. It's a game he wants to win more than any other. No doubt. All those things are true. Yes. He enjoys the association and the attention of the week. No doubt. Yeah. And I'm. I was talking it out with you before we started the show this morning a little bit. I got some, I, I, I've had I've got takes that I can't say. Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, I, in a second, and I, I won't. I, there's things. But I my just, point is, yeah. if you're Lane, and it's what I said to you before we started the show, there's no negative. 
if you do all this and you win, it's an even big. Now you got to get your team ready next week. Like if we're talking in a vacuum here again, okay. not season long. No, no, I'm with you so far. But okay, great. You hey, we had the week and had fun. And you did this and Jackson Dart riding up on the shoulders and the whole damn deal. Mm-hmm. And if you lose, okay, nobody's holding the popcorn. They've laughed it off from two years ago. You got LSU next week. Like it, it, it from a from a, a now you go get drug and yeah, you're going to get criticized because you. Should not get drugged this week. I understand that. But Lane Kiffin, to this point, has had no real curating consequence of hyping up this game and then not winning this game. So in a lot of ways, he sort of made it fun. Yeah, okay. I can't dispute any of that. The question here, too, is does it matter? Does what he's doing have any impact on the actual game, in your opinion? Okay, here's, here's here's my thoughts. All right. This is, first of all, I can't separate how I I view things from yeah, sure. this. So sure. if I were a head, and I'm never going to be a head coach. God, I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing. I'm never going to be a head coach. If I were, and I were getting ready to play Alabama, what I would say to my team privately and what I would say publicly would be two different things. I I I don't know that I would poke the bear like this. And I guess that's my question: Is what does it change in your opinion? Well, in the do you mean that from a PR standpoint, or an actual Alabama is going to be better because you're doing this? Are you making them more focused? Yeah, I don't know. Are, you, I'm are you are you providing motivation? I, I mean, they're already. But I guess my question is: Can you get higher anyway? They they piddled with South Florida last week. They've already lost the game. It's their SEC opener. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I it, guess I guess Alabama should be at max whatever they are anyway. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just but like it's just. But I'm okay. I, yeah, but I'm not going to give them a steroid shot. You know, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, they're fully healthy. Okay, well, let's make them healthier. I guess I look at it and go, you know, maybe they're down. I think, look, one thing I think, whether they win or not, I, I think Lane Kiffin thinks they're winning Saturday. I 100% agree with you. Okay. He, he very clearly, to me, believes they're going to win this game. Yes. Okay. My, my thing is this when you haven't won it yet, Sure. You haven't won it. He hasn't beaten Alabama. He's beaten everybody else in the West but Alabama. He has not beaten Alabama. If you keep, you're the one that creates the drama and builds it up. If you don't get it done at some point, it's just bluster. And you're right. No one ever holds him, no one, not that anyone should hold someone accountable for losing a college football game. It's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, his answer about Braden Waterman yesterday was exactly on the money. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this isn't life or death Saturday no. at all. It's it's whole scheme of things. It's not that serious. Mm-hmm. Thank you to everybody for watching in the stream and making it serious. But in, in reality, the sun's going to rise on Sunday and you're going to get on with your life. It's going to be okay um, one way or the other. But you, you are you are poking at the bear a little. Oh, sure. Uh, and, and, and it's a big, bad bear. They've got players there. You are going to have to go there. You're getting them riled up. They, they've almost there's an air around because I've talked to Alabama people in the last 24 hours, people who cover them and people who are fans, and there's this almost resignation that Saturday is going to be a loss. That Saturday is going to mark the crumbling of the castle a little bit. That the castle is crumbling. I'll just be damned if I'm the one that provides them any motivation. I would be doing the hey, they're the best. He's built the dynasty. Blah 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 and. And to my team, I'd say, we're going to go kick their ass. We're about to go in this. We're about to go tear it down. 
I don't I don't need that on camera. But that's not me. I, and you're right. Ole Miss people love the Twitter thing so much. It's it's one of the things like Ole Miss loves Lane Kiffin. I'm like, well, they love his Twitter. I mean, you know, he and Twitter are two different things. They <laughs> love his they love his Twitter. And so, in the event that he tweets this up all week, and they go lose by ten points, you're right. I, it, by Sunday morning, ninety nine percent will have forgiven him. So he has nothing to lose by doing it. It just to me, it feels like, man, you're just. Oh. Is it possible Lane thinks he can hype it up enough to actually cause them to Alabama to spend time on something they shouldn't be and has an in, a, a negative effect? I mean, it's possible. I'm not giving him tons of like chess credit. You know what I mean? But I mean, is it possible he goes, "Hey, look." I've seen Nick when he kind of really gets riled up and pissed off about something, and he sort of actually gets a little carried away. Maybe so. And it I mean, kind of gets. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm takes not, some chances, does some stuff because he's kind of pissed off underneath the exterior. I'm not condemning him for any of this. Yeah, I, sure. I just think it's. I don't. To me, it's just kind of risky. It's you. You and and here's the other thing. And you and I talked about this yesterday. They wake up on Sunday, win or lose. LSU's in six days. Six days. And the odds are LSU's going to pop Arkansas pretty good and come to Oxford playing pretty confident and ready to kick Ole Miss's ass. And frankly, both teams trying to refocus because if Ole Miss does win this game, LSU's coming in going, "Hey, you got to win this one, guys. They're this is this is your this is your competition here." Yeah, I mean, and if you lose it, you you got to get ready for LSU because two losses your buries you. Yeah, so everybody let's split and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean. If you lose to Alabama and LSU, you're not going to Atlanta. Yeah, of course. I mean, y- y'all can yeah, play, yeah, you yeah. can play math games if you want to. Have at it. Yeah. Don't waste my time. Yeah. And the goal is to get to Atlanta. Just what it's this, also possible. He's just having fun. It is that he and Nick and both he, know they respect each other. It's games. It's whatever. Is it possible and, they don't really like each other. I mean. No, that's different. Respect and like are yeah. two different things. Well, another respect. Well, he respects he respects Saban a lot. Everyone does. Everybody in coaching does. But there's look. I, I, every Monday, I do a show with Tyler Siski and Jeff Collins, who worked with who worked for Nick Saban. Yeah, sure. They don't just like Nick Saban. They revere Nick Saban. He's a deity to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I sense that with Kiffin. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm starting, this is my personal yeah, opinion, ahead. I'm starting to think Lane Kiffin doesn't really like Nick Saban. Respects him, but I'm starting to think that maybe the way that he left there, you know, he did get fired right before a national championship game. I'm starting to think that that, that, it's, that there's some personal stuff. Because this is, the castle crumbling? That's kind of, boy, you're, you're getting, I mean, you're getting, yeah, you're getting, that's, that's, that's not a playful shot. No, and the words to that song, if you, if you, but it's not animus like Jimbo. No, 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 no. He despises Jimbo. <laughs> I think. Hey, look, even if he doesn't, he doesn't like how it ended. He said it yesterday, and I think that is a legitimate answer. Is Nick saved his career, and he's appreciative for that. Yes, one hundred percent. And frankly, as time goes on, Lane gets almost more credit from his time in Alabama, not less. Yeah. Because of the quarter, all the stuff, all the stuff, sure. And I don't mean that like he dislikes him as a human being or whatnot. I, I just don't. I, I don't know. It just feels just. It's wild, and maybe it is as simple as he likes the attention. He likes the attention. He thinks the attention is good for his program. Sure. It's good for recruiting. It gives them 
cred with the kids, all that stuff. It might be a whole yeah, lot of things. Being on an equal footing and trading jails with Alabama is good for recruiting. Yes. Hey, we're talking about because what but, Lane did. With but the only chase if at some point you win the game. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it's to use the cliche we've had for a decade. No, it's a school board business at some point. Because you win it or you don't. Because if you're doing this and you're trying to do it for recruiting cred and you keep losing the game, Alabama's response to it is, yeah, it's cute, but we win the game every time. We beat them every time. Ask them, ask them about getting to Atlanta. Ask him what his biggest win is. Mm-hmm. There. Not his best tweet. What's his best win? Mm-hmm. If I'm Alabama and I win again, that's my response. So at some point, the only way it really resonates, the only way it really gives credibility to your program, the only way that it really elevates you in the eyes of anyone who doesn't love the laundry, if you will, is by winning the game. And I, what I took from this morning was, he really believes they're going to win this game. He does. I think he thinks they have the better team. I think he's looked at Alabama and sees vulnerability. He's at least not seeing the Bama he typically lines up against. Well, no, there's yeah. there's no Bryce Young. There's there's not. There's, they're, they're average at quarterback. They're they're average at offensive tackle for the first time in a long time. Now, Lane might be too. Yes. You know, I mean, you got to block them. And yeah, and they're good on that side. And they are going to run a quarterback who is one hell of a runner and is really athletic. And and there's a concern that sometimes Ole Miss is kind of slow on defense. Linebacker. I mean, you know, I don't don't know that anybody watches Kari Coleman and Jeremiah John Baptiste. And I'm not making fun of the players, but I don't know that anybody ever watches them and goes, man, they really close. Mm hmm. And Parkins is on a pitch count because he's still learning the offense because it's three games into yeah. his career. I mean, I think Ashanti Sistrunk's a good player. But this I'm, time next year, they tell Perkins, hey, you got Milrow, bud. Follow him. He's yours. Right. Go get him. Right. And that's a tall order for Saturday if they chose to do that. Yeah. On the, in a defense where... Again, Back when they used to tell Mike Hilton, just, hey, that's your dude. Go, gotta go, co- go get him. You got to communicate a lot in, yeah. this, in this defense. So. Yeah. Hey, I know that a year ago you were playing at Raleigh High School. You guys were playing against Morton or whoever, but yeah. um, go get them, Tiger. Yeah. And Bryant Denny. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you can. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I mean, we're we'll going to find out, right? They're going to play. But I, it just, look, I'm appreciative. We don't even have to think about, hey, what are we going to talk about today? I mean, it's walked, just set I the, had enough even without this and then set got it up on too. a tee. Yeah. So, all right, we'll continue in a second. First, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation. They're from the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching in a bar, or hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate your experiences. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. Let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, whether it's commercial, residential, land. Whitney can take care of you. Very professional, very thorough. She's going to do a great job. Get in touch with her at 662-567-2573 or Whitney at tmhomes.com. 
We'll have a post-game show on uh, Saturday after the game. It's brought to you by Dead Soxie. Celebrate and support the Rebs by wearing socks that contribute to Ole Miss Athletics, NIL, and the Grove Collective. Check out the Ole Miss NIL collection on deadsoxy.com. And uh, you can also check out their new collaboration with uh, Ole Miss tight end Michael Trigg. It's live on their site. Again, deadsoxy.com. Promo code REBELGROVE at uh, checkout. Get your 20% off uh, your socks there at Dead Soxy. Uh, do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey is partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions, 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey can serve his customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to make sure uh, Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, Schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, some in Indiana and more coming soon that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Football season tickets for uh, single games are available now. LSU next week. Tons of different home games left remaining on the schedule. Again, you can get those at OleMissTicks.com. And then remember, TadPad tickets still available. The game against Sam Houston State. No TV, no streaming. You have to be inside the building to see the action for the um, one game this year back in Tad Smith Coliseum. they got VIP packages and more availability. It's going fast, so don't miss out. Again, OleMissTicks.com. And then a reminder, Baseball season tickets starting in October. So, again, for uh, all those things and much more, that's OleMissTicks.com. You know, he's clearly having fun. Um, I don't know what his purposes are or not at this point. Um, There's certainly a hype up and attention that he's fond of. Yes. It's fair. Um, I think that's more than fair. That's more than fair. The defensive coordinator thing has been kind of cracking me up for the last couple of days because I think it was nothing more than it bugs them and he just wanted to bug them because it clearly was his idea. He wanted to get public. There's no doubt about no that. No question. Come on. Yeah, 100%. Come, come on. Saban came back and was like, no, still just doing it. I don't know. And Lane basically Lane goes, look, we all know each other. I saw what I saw. So well, whatever. Saban's press conference was very short yesterday, and he opened it with two things. He knew what was coming. Boom. Oh, it was an, an opening? I yeah. didn't realize that. Okay. Hey, uh, address a couple things. Here's what I'm going to say about the quarterbacks. Milrow starting. And then here's what I'm going to say about def- this defensive coordinator thing. So it had gotten to his ear. Well, yes. He opened with it. Yes. <laughs> he 
You'd love a thought bubble now, the first time Nick heard it, wouldn't you? Like, go. Oh, I can tell you what the thought bubble was. Oh, go. <laughs> so he addressed it right off the top in a way that really there was nothing more to question. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And said Steel was calling plays. Yeah. Here, here's the one thing I feel very confident in saying after talking to a number of different people who know a lot of these people. I think Lane Kiffin really, really, really wants to beat Alabama yeah. and some of the people there specifically, including Kevin Steele. And I think that's very mutual. Don't I, have to look forward to find some. I don't think Nick Saban would enjoy losing to Lane Kiffin. And I know Kevin Steele, based on what I've heard t- in the last 24 hours, Kevin Steele would not enjoy losing to Lane Kiffin at all. These are people that don't enjoy losing to anyone, but you know what I mean. I don't think Nick Saban enjoys losing to Kirby Smart, but I do think he looks at Kirby and goes, that guy was with me for a long time, and his success is a reflection on his time with me. Yeah, sure, whatever. Problem is Kirby's taking his throne. Yeah, but you understand my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually. So you think losing to Sarkeesian was more palatable than losing to Kiffin? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I do. Losing to Jimbo was more palatable than losing to Kiffin. 100%. I think they actually kind of get along for the most part. I I think it's changed now. Well, fair. Yeah. And it's said in the stream, I mean, it's hyped up with Kiffin, I mean, with Saban. But Lane has started kind of doing this with most teams in the SEC West. He'll take the shot at Brian Kelly occasionally. It's it's more playful. Yeah. It's, hey, we're we're playing. You want to play back, but... I mean, Jimbo, there's nothing subtle. Even yesterday, he finds, he finds a way to turn Haynes King into a shot at a like, yesterday. That's not even – someone goes shrapnel. I said, that wasn't shrapnel. That was an effing torpedo. It's a random question about Georgia Tech and his defense. And he goes, well, I mean, you know, they took that A&M quarterback, and he's a different kind of player now or whatever it was. And it was like, holy hell. Yeah. <laughs> a completely different player. I'm like, damn. Someone goes, those were strays. I went, those weren't stray. No. That was intentional homicide. God, it was premeditated. What do you mean, stray? <laughs> I mean, he did it. I was like, good God. I mean, he's right. Hanks King looked pretty good Saturday night. <sighs> Hanks King played quarterback a lot of places in this league right now. Yeah. He wouldn't be the worst, worst quarterback in this thing. Well, it's the whole part about Texas A&M, right, is that they have a roster full of he's dudes. not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Their defense looks great getting off the bus, and then they just get wrecked. They really do. Like They break the first huddle and take the field. You're like, Some how, bitch. I don't know how anybody's going to move the ball against these guys. And then and then 40-something points later. It's broken. Whatever reason. It was all a guarantee Milrow was going to play this week. I mean, after the way Bunker oh, yeah, yeah, looked, yeah. after the way Ty Simpson looked, that was not a shock at all. Oh, no. No, no. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Milrow was suspended last week. He Milrow, either was suspended or he did not handle getting demoted well and Lane and Saban was just pissed off at him. I Those think, are similar but not necessarily I the same I think he thing. was suspended and with the team in case they lost both quarterbacks and then the suspension had to go away because someone had to play, sort of like Michael Trigg in week one. Yeah. Not a criticism, just the way it is. Yeah. We're not playing you. Look, USF was never going to score points against Alabama. They weren't going to drive the field against Alabama. 
Milrow play this whole game? I mean, I think so. They're not playing Buckner again. It's Simpson or Milrow. Yeah, I mean, Simpson didn't look ready to me. How how do you want to take this? Lane never talks about injuries, ever. Starts laughing about it, frankly, now. Well, to the point we, we've stopped asking. And he's, you know, for a guy who's as honest Although as yesterday he, is, he got a Zamari Walton question and answered it. He did. He was in a, through all the crap, he was in a good mood yesterday. I know he took his couple media shots and stuff, but he was in a pretty good mood because I, I will be, I will be honest. I was scared for whoever the dude was that asked the very last question of the day to the point that I actually turned down the volume for a second because I went, Oh God, he's, he, he's a, like, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified for this human right now because you could, you could feel the, 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 Fear coming off the person as they were asking the question, and it was like, "Oh, yeah, I oh was, God!" I oh caught God, myself oh sort of ducking yeah. for cover, like not literally, but I could feel like myself, <laughs> like trying to compress myself in space. You know what I mean? Like make myself smaller. Yeah. <laughs> and Lane took pity and gave a pretty good answer to a question that did not deserve that level of answer. No. And then um, he kept asking it to the other players too, like he asked it to Isaac Uku and. To Isaac's credit, he was like, well, I mean, I wasn't here. I, I, I don't know, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, point being. Like- <laughs> and Ulysses Bentley was asked a question and said, Quinshawn. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Someone <laughs> called Ulysses Bentley Quinshawn. <laughs> I just was like, can I go home yet? I, I, I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. And this is so bad. And I'm guilty, too. I mean, I, I asked I asked Uku about Pete Golding and then about facing Milrow because by that point Saban had named Milrow the starter and after then I was like I just want to go home I'm done I'm done so <laughs> call my mommy is is honest as Lane typically is what is funny about it is he's one of the few coaches in the league that won't do the injury thing like Kirby Smart yesterday gave a full injury report Brian yeah. Kelly's promoting the whole NFL model like all those different things yeah. Kiffin, I'm sure, does it because he goes, why do I have to? I don't have to, so whatever. Right. Um, he thinks it's competitive advantage-based. Um, is it? I don't I know. Don't know. Yeah, whatever. But whatever. Yeah. Point being, though, is how are we picking apart his words? Because his opening statement yesterday included, it's good that we looked a little better health-wise out there today. Good to get Trey out there and Caden out there. I'm sure Jackson feels good about that. Out there and practicing are two different things. So are we taking his word that they were in full participation? Or do we think he is playing a game with Alabama and they were simply on the practice field yesterday? God, I, don't I know, know it's podcast speculation. Um, now, I do believe Caden Prescorn plays this week. I do too. Trey, and, and now look, Trey Harris told a bunch of people Alabama was possible. I did not believe it. I right. will admit that. These are young people who their bodies heal a lot faster than... Yeah, you or I have an MCL deal, and we're not playing Alabama on Saturday. No. If I have a hangnail, I'm not yeah. playing Alabama on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you say that unless they're going to play. Because then you're going to piss your fans off if you told your fans that they practiced and they didn't play. And Jackson doesn't feel better if they're not playing. I well, mean, no. this just, just them out there on a bike didn't you know. make Dart feel better. No, I can't throw to the guy on the, door, on the bike. Them standing on the <laughs> sideline, not going to help Jackson any in that moment. No, my guess is they're playing. 
No. How Maybe why Lane feels more confident, could too. Could be. How effective can they be? I don't know. Because Ole Miss, offensively, with or without Trey Harris and Caden Prescorn, is a completely different animal. I mean, it's not even – it's daylight and dark. I mean – I mean, it, I, I would certainly think so. I mean, they're, they're different with Trey Harris than they are without him. So I've seen that. If, if they get anything out of Caden – you're getting something out because of it. if you have to focus on trade to the level that people have had to so far, Jordan has been good enough to hurt you. Sure. On the other side of the field or in the slot or wherever oh, they want yeah. to put no, you. Absolutely. And if you can get a tight end who can run routes and do a lot of things in the passing game, you can't guard on both in the slot. That really creates some seams, some seam issues. Well, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Ole Miss is passing downfield between the hashes mm-hmm. has been almost non-existent. And so if you, I, mean, I can tell you, I know they've done it some, but they haven't done it much at all through three games. So I would, I would think if you have, um, if you have, an effective, healthy Caden Prescorn, that changes, or at least the threat of it changes. Yeah, Jackson has not liked the intermediate middle of the field at all. They've done some stuff downfield right. in the middle, but not much at all. And they're only nine passes intermediate this season. Yeah, everything else has been field. to the outsides. Mm-hmm. So that that trend is on film too. So if you're Kevin Steele or Traveris Robinson or whoever is coordinating the Alabama defense, you're aware of that. I do think part of it is just enjoying annoying them. Oh, I do too. It's just annoying them. I do too. But look, they do that cheer at the end of games when they win. So if 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 they win, they're going to let you know that they won. Did they do that? You think that was a spirited one at the end of South Florida? You beat South Florida seventeen to three. Are we, are we really rammer jammering really loudly for this no, one, buds? They probably didn't do that one very loud. But look, if they beat hey Ole, bulls, but if, I mean, okay. but if they beat Ole Miss, it'll be six o'clock on Saturday. It'll be it'll it'll Dixie be pretty land of lightning. It'll be pretty spirited. See what I found odd about there's I, I did a story on Rebel Grove about Jalen Milrow today and what he's done at this point this season. I tell you what I have found fascinating with him is that last year he couldn't do anything over ten yards downfield at all. I mean, right. it sucked. It was awful right. all the way around, and that still is the case for in, intermediate. So, and when I say how far the pass went, I mean how far the ball went in the air, not if somebody caught it and ran. Right. So on passes where the ball was ten to twenty yards downfield. He's been awful. He's two of eight with one pick, one touchdown, and no NFL passer rating above 67. Terrible. Yeah. But his deep ball has been incredible so far this season. On passes that go at least 20 yards downfield, he is two, six, seven, four, eleven with four touchdowns, no picks. Oh, wow. He's been really good deep downfield, but can't hit anything in the middle of the field, downfield intermediately. And they run no screens. Everything's in front of them. I don't know. I think he's just going to run the ball. They're going to hand it off. He's going to run it, and I think they're going to take some deep shots. He breaks a lot of tackles for a quarterback. He doesn't go down overly easy. He's no, broken. Right. He's, he, a, he's averaging 5.6 yards per carry after contact to this point. He's a hell of a hell of a runner. Did you think he was done yesterday with that question when he just said, you like asking things you already know the answer to. Did you think he was actually going to answer it? Because it was like five seconds of silence before Lane went ahead with the response. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> and basically said he's fast and hard to catch. Yeah. 
I'm guilty of not asking anything. No, no, no. So, I'm not. I'm so not, I'm, 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 I just for I'm a second thought Lane's leaving it right there. That's it. It's done. In fairness to, to Lane, there, I don't know how, how you're supposed to answer that. You're gonna give. You're not gonna give your game plan away. Some people put a spy on him. I will say this: Lane does not. And it's credit, even though, like again, I'm not getting into the individual personal things that he has or does not have with media members. But you know, some coaches will just take it out on everybody. You know what I mean? He yeah. still answers good questions well. No, like he, he, he if treats, he gets frustrated at someone, it's only at them. He treats different media members in different ways. Yes. I think he has different levels of dislike for each of us. Because it's it was just dark humor at this point, but I. I and I felt bad for John, but I laughed at his soccer off thing at the end yesterday. He was like, "Oh yeah, go ahead. I can't wait to hear this." Like it was. Like <laughs> you know what's funny though? I actually think he, I actually think he kind of likes John. Yeah. I think John's one of his favorite people in the do room. You really, I do. Yeah. He likes them all. All favorites. No, that's not. They're true. all breaking bread. All gonna 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 hang out. That's that's what it I is. would never do it, but it would be a fun a fun exercise to like take a guess one to ten, ten being just raw hatred and one just being I tolerate the guy. Kind of how he feels about all of us in that room. I don't know that there's any tens. I think there's some sixes and sevens though. Do you? I do. I will say, unless I miss one, because I'm not counting the Zamari Walton question. I think the only Georgia Tech question was from Harry. It was. So that's that okay, that's a win. Hey, we'll take that. But I knew there'd be one. Yeah. But it was a radio guy. Yeah. It wasn't a media member who was on the teleconference the right. previous day. So right. hey. <laughs> there was a lot about that press conference that just mentally made me laugh yesterday because even I don't remember who asked it, but even the Zamari Walton question, it was this mental gymnastics to phrase it in a way that he might possibly not yell at you or just say no. Like it what was, was what was the question? Should fans anticipate Yeah, when should fan when should the Ole Miss fans anticipate Walton being back on the field or like whatever, like whatever. That, and I yeah. think Lane almost kind of thought it was funny. Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, you can expect it. It's fine. Like he's <laughs> Well, but I think it was almost a hey, if you were paying attention, he came back into the game. Walton played after that. Right. So I think it was like he, he came back in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it did look kind of bad. He jammed the shoulder, arm, whatever it was. But, yeah, I just – he felt like he had a lot of just energy about him yesterday, like almost internal. Like he was just sort of this – is, This is his game. This is the big one for him. And he got tired of talking about Nick by the end. He got that one extra saving question. He was like, guys, I'm just I, – I, I, I'm not going down memory lane right now. Well, I wrote this in, in what he said, what he meant. I, I don't – and I understand why people keep bringing it up. But that story is told now. Mm-hmm. So unless it's something new, I, I don't know why we keep going back to that. Yes, he worked for, for Nick Saban. So do a lot of people. Yes, Nick Saban rejuvenated his career. Lane has acknowledged it a gazillion times over. I don't know what else Lane can possibly say, honestly, about Nick Saban without there being some new material that emerges, without Nick Saban saying something new. I don't know what else he's supposed to say about that time. He learned a lot. He's grateful. It and he doesn't have a bunch of stories just bottled up ready for tell. Like it's, right. it's, it's, you know, I mean, frankly, most can't be told. Right. Grateful. It reset his career. He probably wouldn't be where he is today without that time. Sure, all that. Sure. He, he has said all those things. But how many times do you need him to say it? 
Does it stop when he wins? You know, I was, I was thinking, I was doing that. For me, that that content piece is, is a, it's one that it, I actually, I spend the afternoon dreading it. And then when I get into it, I find it to be pretty good for me because it leads to me being more creative later in the week. Sure. But I was thinking to myself, the only way that he ever gets past this part of the narrative is to win the game. Or if Saban really is retiring at the end of the season. You know, we haven't talked about this because we've had other stuff. You can think what you want out there in media, in, in consum- internet land. consumption land, in the internet land, about Glenn Gilbo. I go way back with Glenn. Glenn worked at the press register right before I did. Um, he was part of, when I started covering Auburn in 1998, God, I'm old. Um, when I got to Mobile in 1999, we all, that was newspaper, I guess, the kind of the end of the heyday. And we all had these assignments as beat writers to put together these notebooks for around the league. A lot of times they were due on like Monday or Tuesday. And we all were, there were, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 of us that were part of like this big quote swap. We just made each other's lives easier. And Glenn covered LSU. And he was part of that quote swap. It was Glenn Gilbo and Andy Staples and Chris Lowe and um, a whole bunch of really good guys. I mean, Bob Kirk and all of them. And we would all send stuff to each other to make life easier. Pull a quote, quote transition, quote transition. You know, Tennessee did this, and here's what Phil Fulmer had to say, right? Gilbo's really connected, and he's at OutKick now, and I know that a lot of traditional media doesn't acknowledge OutKick because of Clay Travis and Clay's conservative and blah, blah, blah. But for him to write that, I know Glenn. He didn't just go make that up. He talked to someone really close to Nick Saban who said that. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's right, but I'm not going to say it's wrong either. And he said that that person said, hey, it's this year or next year. The end is coming sooner rather than later. He's ready to go. He built a $17.5 million home on Lake Jupiter, I think, in Florida. It's where Tiger Woods lives. Okay. And wants to go play golf. Starting to do some TV now. He does that uh, uh, Pat McAfee show all the time. Could get to the West Palm Beach airport in 30 minutes. To fly anywhere. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, he could do TV. He could do Fox, ESPN, whatever. I just kind of wondered. But when he wrote that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. Because he didn't make it up. No, no, no. I mean, it was legit. Now, the friend could be wrong. Yeah, sure. But Glenn covered Saban at LSU, and I know that Saban liked Gilbo. And I think they've remained, I don't mean, not friendly, I know but what you mean. congenial throughout the last decade and a half that he's been at Alabama. And I know Glenn has spent time with him, has done stories and stuff like that. So, the, Not out of the realm. Not 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 impossible that that Glenn knows some people in in Saban's inner circle and someone spoke to him anonymously. Yeah, so 
Continue in a second. First, Josh Neal Creamery, JoshNealCreamery.com. Tailgate packages available starting with LSU next week. Just order on their website at JoshNealCreamery.com. You can pick up right there at Chicory Market in Oxford. Specify the game you're ordering for. If you'd like to pick up on Friday or Saturday, they have some grazing tables available. If you're still interested in those, you can fill out the uh, inquiry form under our services. And remember, they feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on what you need. The charcuterie trays are outstanding. They make their cheeses locally. Every single week there at Johnson Hill Creamery, the feta dip, the pepper jelly, crudite, the cheesecake dip, which is a huge favorite, cookies, brownies, and much more. So you don't have to talk to anybody. You do it all right there online, and they can take care of your tailgate for Ole Miss and LSU and any game moving forward. Again, that's JohnsonHillCreamery.com. We're also brought to you by 7SouthTailgating.com. Ole Miss and LSU next Saturday, 5 p.m. Thank God. Appreciate oh, yeah. everyone. Thank you to the football gods for that one. 5 p.m., which is perfect for if tailgating. You get all day to tailgate, then head to the uh, head to the vault for um, a 5 o'clock kickoff. And uh, if you are tailgating in the Grove, highly suggest 7SouthTailgating.com. Um, they have a level of professionalism and reliability like you'd expect at a professional sporting event. They've always, uh, they, they can do, no matter how complicated or simple your tailgate is, um, they can take care of it. Let let them handle all the tailgating and uh, tailgating setup. You just enjoy the tailgating. Once you tailgate with 7South, you'll never tailgate without them again. It's 7SouthTailgating.com. And when you're coming to Oxford, make sure you stop at the College Corner. It's on Sisk, uh, right in the Oxford Commons. They have 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear. Plenty of uh, parking available. Their staff's going to have you in and out, ready for the Grove in no time. Check them out at CollegeCornerStore.com. Also brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Had you sitting there? Oh well, it's okay. Uh, before they start, the warm up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all natural ingredients are going to keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code rebelgrove twenty at checkout for twenty percent off your purchase. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle home to the Pinnacle four hundred one k advisory services team. 
They can conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Just uh, check them out at mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're looking to plan a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories, John can help. Just give him some parameters and a budget. He's going to give you options that you probably aren't going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. And if you're uh, thinking about your company Christmas party, a uh, company dinner, a festive party event here in Oxford, really recommend Opa, Oxford's new Greek restaurant on the square. It's the perfect place for any of those things that can accommodate up to 200 guests, fabulous food, great craft libations. Just get in touch with them. Call Jeannie, 601-421-7147. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the New Orleans Stop Barbecue and the Signature, a couple of my favorites, to the Full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French Corral Alfredo, and more. They make it easy. They ship directly to your door and then 10 minutes freezer to plate with prime shrimp. Great for us. High-protein snacks, lunch, throw them on salads, or dinner when you have all the activities going on with kids and more. They also have their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp for those who need the restaurant quality there from New Orleans-based company. So, again, that is code RG, 25% off. You buy five pouches or more, stock up on your favorites, or try a little everything. That's code RG with primeshrimp.com. If you're in our stream, just hang on one uh, second. Audio-wise, we're going to go to Jennifer Lorenzen now. Again, uh, Elvis M. Club Hall of Fame member here in November. So we're going to do that here on the podcast and be back to talking uh, football here on MPW Digital. We're back with another week of our inductees for the M Club Hall of Fame. Jennifer Lorenzen Lear joining us this week. Jessica Lynch also on the call, the director of the M Club. And excited to talk to Jennifer here today. Jessica, thanks for uh, jumping on, introducing this week's uh, inductee. Tell us a little bit about Jennifer and get us started. Yes, yeah, so we're really excited to have our first rifle inductee this year. Um, for Jen to be a part of this class is extraordinary. We're excited not only for her to represent the sport of women's rifle, but to be the first inductee for this sport. So um, I know it's a great honor for her, but it's a great honor for us in the M Club for her to be the first one to be inducted into this year's class. And we're so gl- grateful to have her to be a part. Jennifer, I, I, I know it's it's a huge honor in general as far as uh, getting inside the M Club and the Hall of Fame. Um, what does it mean to you, though, to also just be the first rifle inductee and, and to represent the sport in that way? Yeah, I mean, it really just kind of blows my mind. Um to be the first one there, I think about all the really talented ladies that have been through this program, you know, through the years. And um, to be the first one is just, it's, I don't know, kind of crazy to think about. So how'd you find out where, I guess, was it Jessica, who, who gave you the call? I mean, did you, were you aware of M Club Hall of Fame in general? Take me through that process of knowing what was I, going on. I had no idea what was going on. I was just actually at home one morning. I homeschool my children and we're just, you know, going through our math and history and everything. And then I just get this call. I see that it was coming from Mississippi. I recognize the area code and I'm like, okay, what's going on, you know? And then, um, and then they're like telling me all this stuff. And then my mind's going a mile a minute. And I'm just trying to process it you know so yeah kind of threw me for a loop that day and you haven't been back uh you were telling me before we got started you get to bring your kids to uh to oxford for the first time um and and just kind of be back as a family uh it's been it's been a while oxford's grown a little bit what are you what are you sort of excited to see or just see the place in general i would think a little bit 
Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I mean, yeah, I live in Colorado now, so I'm I'm very far away. It's not easy to just pop over and see things. And yeah, my kids have never been there. Um, my husband only saw it like once, you know, when we were dating uh, my senior year. So I'm excited to see like how it's changed and grown and what's still the same and and what's different. Um, it seems like a lot of stuff has changed. I know you guys have a different mascot, you know, since I was there. It looks like there's a lot of new buildings and everything. So we'll see how much I remember. Take me through how you got started. I mean, childhood in general, shooting, and and, and mm -hmm. how, how did you get into the sport? Did it start recreational and outdoors or, or kind of progress me through mm -hmm. that all the way to college? Yeah. So when I was younger, I remember my dad told me about the government was talking about passing some sort of law to where minors, I think under 18, could not even touch a firearm. And he was big into Second Amendment rights, and he didn't want me to know not how to handle a rifle. So um, he had his own business then and it had like this little field area off to the side. And so he was just a uh, started taking me like plinking. I would just shoot with a BB gun, you know, just shoot like tin cans, Coke cans, whatever. And yeah. it was just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And so we, uh, we eventually found a junior rifle team in Memphis. And then I'd always been fascinated with the Olympics. And I found out it was an Olympic sport and I was just hooked after that. So just one thing led to another and here we are. How early when you realized, Hey, I've got a knack at this, that it's not just, you know, an average ability doing, doing that sport. Well, I started with the junior team when I was in 10th grade in high school. And I just, um, you know, just kept going and we would practice once a week every Saturday. I would just practice and it was fun. And then, you know, I, they started getting me into the matches and everything. And I just kind of started moving up through the ranks and, um, you know, won the Tennessee State Championship. And then again, it's like knowing that I could uh, potentially get a college scholarship, potentially go to the Olympics in this sport. Um, I just kept doing my best and it, it paid off. So was it almost all inside just simply the, the, the sport and the process of targets? I mean, did you go into move into hunting at any point or was it simply, you know, to, to this? I mean, I have done some hunting. Um, one of the pictures that I sent in uh, for the slideshow, I got a black bear in Alaska oh, okay. at one point. So that was a really fun trip. Um, a little bit of hunting, but honestly, I just liked, um, it's a very calm sport. You know, you're just there and you're in your own bubble and it's just very quiet and you can just focus in on the target. And it's just, it's literally your whole world is just you and your rifle and the target and that's it. And so it's just a very, um, a calm place to be. What is the adrenaline like when you get a black bear and, and you realize that that's a, that that's happened? Right. That was, that was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, um, I thought I missed it at first because he was like right at the edge of the woods and there was this hill going up and I shot him and it's like, I didn't think I had missed, but then he like ran off and he must've had the adrenaline. And then all of a sudden you could see his body just rolling down the hill. So it was just kind of funny. What firearm for that? Um, that was, I think, a two twenty three, if I'm remembering okay. correctly. I stole my husband's gun for that, that one, and I remember we went out practicing, and I just took a couple of shots, and I'm like, "Yep, it's sighted in. I'm good. You know, let's go." <laughs> so, for for people who have not heard about it a ton, I covered it a little bit when I was at Delhi, Mississippian, and we we, when we overlapped on our years. Um, set up kind of a rifle match. What does it consist of? Take people through what that process looks like. Um, right. And I'm not sure how much has changed since since I've been there. Sure. But, um, you know, you're basically you at a shooting range. You've got all the different lanes. Everybody just gets set up with there's a lot of gear involved. I mean, you've got 
prone mats. You've got this full suit that you wear, your scope, if they still use those. I think they use electronic targets a lot now. Um, you know, you've got your rifle and, and everything and yeah, you just get everything set up, all of this equipment and, um, and then you've got your targets that at least again, like when I used to shoot, we had, um, 10 bullseyes per target. And so you would go through that with, um, with air rifle, we would shoot 60 shots with that in standing position. And then we also did 22 small bore. And so you would shoot um, 20 shots in each position for that, or like 40 shots in each position for that to add up the score. So, um, but I think it's changed a lot since I've been there. As far as I know, they got the electronic targets, I think the year after I left. Okay. So they would just have it just come up on a screen where you can see exactly where your shot was, you know, and exactly to the 10th of a point, how close you got, which is awesome. So was there, is there a time limit when you were there at least per shot or for you to finish your entire section or round or you know, inning or however that works? Right. So for the actual matches, you would have a certain amount of time for either each position from kneeling, standing, okay. or um, like the whole, all of air was standing. So we would just have a time block for that. And then the finals would consist of 10 shots and they would time each individual shot and then call out to the 10th of a point what that would be. So you have a you have the ability as you're going. I mean, I'm not a scoreboard, but you know where you're standing inside either your own competition or team too. I mean, how how does that sort of work? So when you're actually like in the match, um, I really tried not to pay attention to what other people were doing. I mean, sometimes you could kind of tell, and sometimes you couldn't. But that's where it gets into the sports psychology of it. I just think it's bad to try to um, to put yourself in those mind games. So I would just try to just focus on what I was doing. And then, of course, you would see the scores afterwards. Now, the finals is where it really got tricky because then, obviously, you're out in front of everybody. It's only one shot at a time. You can see, you know, people moving up and down the ladder, you know, for the top 10 and everything. So that's where the mind games really came into things. And you can, you're clearly going to clinch at some point. I mean, is there a celebration at the point of clinching or does the match just finish? I mean, what, what is, how, how, does, how does this work? I mean, so like, yeah, with the final, you know, we would have the 10 shots and you really just, you had to hold it together for that. And sometimes I know I could psych myself out with that. Um, I generally did better when I was not going into the, into the lead, you know, kind of thing. If mm -hmm. I was trying to go for it, um, if I was in the lead and then other people were trying to get me, it would um, kind of mess with my mind a little bit. So, and then, yeah, after the 10 shots are done, then you knew exactly um, who had won and it, you know put you up on the platform and hand you your stuff. Is there one or two matches that stick out for you from your playing career? Um, yeah, a couple. Um, one of them, I think it was Gark, my junior year, the Great American Rifle Conference. Right. It was actually held at Ole Miss. And I, and I, I did that. I went into the finals in the lead. I psyched myself out. And um, I got into the bad mindset of like, you know, don't shoot a nine, don't shoot a nine. And I should be saying, shoot a 10, shoot a 10, shoot a 10. And I psyched myself out and I lost first place. And then I went into a four-way tie for second place. And then it like switched my mind around and I got mad. And um, I ended up shooting four tens in a row to break the four-way tie and get second place in that one. So... That's definitely one that stuck out to me again with the mind games. How uncommon would that be to have four tens in a row? I mean, is that is that a fairly common occurrence um, for the, some of the best shooters? Yeah, I mean, 
again, in the finals, you're going to be up at the top. The main thing is, is just um, trying to stay focused. The best shooters can throw a nine if they're not focused. Sure. I wouldn't say it's necessarily uncommon, but just for the fact that if I had shot a nine, I would have dropped out of that place. I would have gotten third, fourth, fifth place, you know, kind of thing. So it, it just goes back to the, uh, the sports psychology of it and staying focused. Kind of reminds me of, say, golf in a lot of ways, because, I mean, you're playing yourself. It's, you know, you, you, you're you worried about your own particular game. But at the same time, I mean, were you, you know, were there certain opponents or, I mean, is the adrenaline a little higher depending on who you had been facing? If it's, you know, Kentucky or Army or whoever was good at that point. I know it's probably changed a little bit, but is that no. does that alter mindset at all? No, there's really, um, there's not a lot of adrenaline. You don't want adrenaline. Right. You know, some sports you do want adrenaline. I would think about, you know, like football, basketball, you know, you want to get hyped up and pumped up and everything. With rifle, you really want to remain as calm as possible. You want your heart rate as low as possible. Um, and, you know, trying to set goals when it comes to beating teams, there's only so much you can control. I can only control sure. what I do. I can't control how good of day the other person has. I can't control how good of day my other teammates have. So I really just try to just stay in my own little bubble, you know, just again, just me, the rifle, the target. That was it. And just try to beat my best. And that was the only thing I could control. That's the only thing I could do. And if everything else fell into place, that's great, you know, but I would rather have lost a match and still, you know, broken my personal best records than done lousy and beat another team, if that makes sense. I would assume that things have probably changed to some extent just because we have so much more information on mental awareness and things like that. But did you do certain things to calm yourself down? I remember there are certain routines pre-match to to try to be as much in that zone, if you will, even though to use a colloquial term. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times we could um, like just listen to our iPod, listen to music back when we had iPods. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. really anymore. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times I would just lay down on my prone mat. I would just put my hat over my face, just try to do breathing techniques and just, again, just get in my bubble, you know, and just everybody else isn't there. It's just just me. What's the most rewarding thing? All-American status? I mean, what from, from, from college, what do you remember that maybe is the most rewarding situation um, for you? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, the All-American was great. But again, that was that was honestly never one of my goals. Again, it's not something I could control. Um, I guess my biggest rewards was just seeing my improvement, breaking my own personal records, you know, year after year and constantly improving. Because, again, it goes back to I can't control how other people did, how well they did. So, again, even if I did my best, if other people are doing better than me, then I wouldn't have gotten All-American. It just happened to fall in place like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I got All-American. I, um, I actually had the honor of going to one international match, and that was a lot of fun, getting to compete on an international level. So that and um, I won GARC my senior year. So that was my last match, and I came out on top for the individual championship. So that was probably my one of my proudest moments. Yeah, you came in early on inside the rifle program. It, 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 I don't know how much you followed or not, but it's it's stated a very elite program over the years. It's done well nationally inside um, the Great American Rifle Conference. Is there is there a sense of pride in that being kind of one of the more architects to something that's continued to be fairly significant inside the rifle scene in, in collegiate rifle? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the program was pretty young when I first came into it. I think 
the team had only been around for about seven years, if I'm remembering correctly. And just to see it um, springboard from that time, because when I was there, it was a groundbreaking team. I mean, that was the first time we had gotten to the new range where they are now. We were at the mm -hmm. old range before my freshman year. Um, you know, my team, when I was there, we got to NCAAs for the first time. We had the first two All-Americans um, all when I was there. So, I mean, we really, you know, broke into the scene and made leaps and bounds. And, and to see that that momentum was carried from there, I mean, it looks like the team is doing great. And it looks like they've got some great new uh, coaches and everything. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it could take them. What was your recruitment like? How did the, how did that work for you? Um, I think I met Coach Booth when I was at one of the matches at the Olympic Training Center, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, I know I'd had a couple others. Uh, Memphis tried to recruit me. Obviously, I was in town here, and there was a couple of others. But I don't know. I just had this really good sense about Ole Miss that that was where I belonged, and I liked that it was an all-girl team, and it just felt really like a little family, you know. So, yeah, it was great. Did proximity matter at all, or is it simply about relationships that had, that had been formed at that point? Um, I mean, I liked that it was close enough to home to where I could go home if I wanted to, but it was kind of nice to be just a little far away from home to get a little <laughs> bit of space from the parents and try to <laughs> be an adult for the first time in my life. So it was kind of uh, the perfect setup for me. Do you uh, still shoot in any way? What do you got going on? Um, not very much. Uh, okay. I can't do things halfway and I'm just okay. not at the point in my life to where I could think about competing, you know, maybe if, um, when my girls graduate and everything, and maybe I could think about busting back into that scene, but I've got to, I've got to wait a few more years for that. I mean, we'll occasionally take, um, my girls out and just, you know, just teach them to shoot, just show them the ropes and everything. But, um, I, I can't have one foot in and one foot out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. How how old are your children? Um, fourteen and twelve. Okay. Yeah, both so, girls. Yeah. Do they have a, Do they have a, an interest in it? I mean, is there an act for it when you took them out there at all, or what? No, I mean that's that's not going to be their thing, okay. and I'm not going to push that. That's okay. I just I want them to know how to safely use it if they need to, but um, but they're not into that. So. And that's more like just go shoot the cans off the post kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Is that was that yeah. what you're, you're doing? With that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see you again in uh, in, in November, the um, mm -hmm. early November for the ceremony. What, what, what do you kind of look forward to? I mean, you know, it said, do you kill, keep up with some teammates, that kind of thing? Just sort of, you know, what, where, where, where do you stand on that? Um, yeah, I'm excited to come back again and just see, again, like how it's changed and what's the same and everything. My teammates, unfortunately, are just kind of spread out all over the country. Um, so, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to come to that, which is, you know, kind of sad, but I get it, you know. Um, I'm really excited to show my family, my girls, my husband, um, you know, just to show them like, oh, this is where mommy went to school, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to come back. It's been 16 years since I've been there. Well, we look forward to it. We'll do some semblance of this there uh, that night. So congratulations to you. And let's uh, let's talk Thank again you. as we get closer to November. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for that time. Again, we're going to do those every single week here on uh, on the podcast heading into that event on November 2nd. Again, call the M Club. Get your tickets now for that. Uh, next week's guest, John Forcade, going to join us, former women's quarterback. He is one of the two football members on it this uh, this week as well. And then uh, in the meantime, before we get back into the uh, football podcast, brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. If your prescription is the same day each month, 
take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. They also can transfer your medications very, very easily. One phone call, they take care of the rest. So Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M in Oxford. That's 662-236-2222. So I think people are coming back. I put an ad in right there. Um, Alabama, by the way, Alabama-Mississippi State got the 8 o'clock kick on uh, next God week. God bless them. So Starkville got the uh, got the eight the the, the eight p.m. treatment. It, it actually went when you use logic all the way around. It went exactly how I think it would have gone if you were not six day optioning. You got Georgia and Auburn in the two thirty game. You got Arkansas A and M at eleven, which makes tons of sense for the neutral site yep. game and all yep. that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, I think Florida Kentucky's at eleven too. Okay, I got no real issue with that. Yeah, uh, Tennessee South Carolina's a night game. Got no problem with that at six thirty. And then they're hiding Vanderbilt, Missouri at 3 p.m. on SEC Network. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's about right. I, mean, about I, the way I, I went. I didn't think they would do the six-day option because I think the league is so weird right now that if you're them, you're like, don't you want to save those for a little later in the game? You only have two of those. I kind of yeah. want to save one. Why waste one on this? Where I, I've got a when plan. When it can be okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Is it? I guess I don't even know the answer to this. Is it CBS that can do the option? Yes. It's CBS that has to do the option. Yes. No one else can activate the so. option. ESPN, even though they have every other game, has to what, tell CBS. Like, it has to be CBS saying, nah, we're going to wait. I think so. Now, ESPN can say this or that. Right. They can go, we're going to wait and tell you if the game's at 6.30 or 11. Right. Or whatever. Or if we're going to put it on ESPN or ESPN2. Right. Whatever. Which is... Now, in the streaming world, I don't even know that that's relevant anymore. If you think about it. Okay. That's fair. It's a lot of good games this weekend. Oh, this weekend. Huge weekend. This weekend's tons of great games. I mean, it's a fascinating weekend from start to finish. I had the list here somewhere, but I don't know where that list is now. Who do you think Michigan State's going to hire? You go get Lance Leopold. I mean, and I've not given that any thought. Um, I know. Yeah, um, I'd hire Mike Elko if he'd take it. I'd he'd hire, take it, I'd, right? I don't know. I'd hire Elko in a lot of places. He's legit. Bellman's list again. Whether he knows something or not, I have no idea. Elko, Bruce is, Bruce is pretty good. Leopold. Cleveland at Kansas State, he's in the perfect spot. I, I'm not leaving Kansas State for Michigan State. I wouldn't either. P.J. Fleck, why? It's yeah. fine, but why? Yeah. yeah. That's not inspiring if you're in East Lansing at all. And if you're P.J., why are you leaving Minnesota for there? I mean, what's... They got problems. I mean, that feels like it's just a parallel move. It's like moving down the street in the neighborhood. Uh, Willie Fritz. <sighs> She's getting a little older. Jason Candle at Toledo. Yep. Okay. His star had kind of fallen. He was the, the the Mac name for a long time. Yeah. And then just throw in a couple people. He's got uh, Charles Huff at Marshall, Kane at South Al, and Pat Narduzzi at Pitt. The guy at Marshall makes a lot of sense. I don't know that Kane would jump at that. I think Kane's going to have some real opportunities here soon. 
And no, I have not talked to Kane about that, nor would I ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think they're, he's going to be on the very short list of some pretty good jobs that are not far from opening up. Yeah, I mean, this is said in the thread. <clears throat> we pull 60, and Kansas is one cushy job. You don't have to do anything crazy at Kansas to have a pretty good living for a while. Yeah, and he's kind of got him going a little bit. He's got people excited. They're, he's, they're, they're okay. They've had had a little recruiting success. They're competent. I mean, that Michigan State job, man, that's whew, that's a hard job. Yeah, play Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, all this, all the time without the resources. I, I think they're hiring some Midwest person, though. Yeah, I would think that's what it feels like. You know, I know that's tomorrow. why. That's why if I'm, I mean, Kane's got that experience at Indiana, so he's been in the Big Ten. But he feels like more of a Southern SEC, ACC guy. Yeah. I I get why it did it last night, and we'll do a lot more NFL tomorrow, but we're coordinating the show. So You're undefeated. Fine. That's where I was going with this, is we got lumped into the bad Monday night last night. And look, it was two highly unwatchable games. It was bad football in a lot of ways. Um, but... I felt like there was a big difference, and I don't. I mean, frankly, I've been negative about the Saints, so I don't think I'm being overly homer here. Is if you if you were a if you were a Steelers fan or a Browns fan last night, you played that game and you went, okay, the Browns were not very good. Chubb's out with a horrific oh, injury. Oh, terrible. Oh my God. You're 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 not a threat. Ooh, Dan Mullen at Arkansas. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, the Arkansas list will be a really interesting wow, that'd list. Be fun. That's interesting. That's that's an interesting list. Um, Dan Mullen, who's calling the Egg Bowl this year. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't think that's the route they'd go, but that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So Chubb gets hurt, Browns or whatever. Steelers are good defensively, horrific offensively. Matt Canada is under all sorts of pressure already. Pickett has not looked good. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a disaster in a lot of ways. Neither one of those teams look anywhere near ready for Baltimore and Cincinnati inside that division. Right. Like so, when I when I watch that game, I go, "Y'all are y'all are kind of screwed here." I know the Bengals are zero too, but y'all are. And Burrow, he ain't right. No, no, no. But yeah. you're not a threat, right? Bryce Young's in year one, game two as a quarterback. Has no help really. The Panthers are not good. They're zero two. They're whatever. Yeah, they're doing him. I know you're getting yeah. to something. They're doing Bryce a disservice. He's not ready. And and when you force this on a rookie, you you, you run the damage. You run the risk of damaging the rookie mm-hmm. long term. He's not ready. It's okay. They should have brought in a veteran quarterback and let the veteran quarterback quarterback the first few games while he gets acclimated. He needed a chance to dip his toe in the water. Instead, they just threw him in the deep end and said, "Swim." Completely overmatched against a really good Saints defense last night, yeah, and it just was, it was wrong. He's he has no shot. It was wrong. I heard all these hot takes about Bryce Young. Yeah. I'm like, Shut up. No, no, no. Peyton no, no. Manning struggled as a rookie. You yeah. don't you don't throw them in the damn deep end like that. The Saints are not good necessarily right now, but they won two of their three games at least without Alvin Kamara. He's coming back after one more game. He's going to give them a run game and another weapon out there. Alabe's really damn good outside. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas has been fine. Carr is not elite but he's more than competent, and with their defense, it might be enough. I actually have felt excited after these two games. Yeah. No, no, you survived two games. You won. 
I know the Bucks are two and zero. I get the Falcons are two and zero, but I'm not so crowning anybody yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe the division's better than we thought, but it's not blowing anybody away here. I just thought, I don't know. I mean, you can't say the Saints are terrible when they've got a probably a top five to eight defense. Like, no, they're, they're, they're are people they're, actually saying they're terrible? well? No, despite how yeah. basically they were incompetent last oh, night. Yeah. It's like, no, they weren't incompetent. No, no, they, they had weren't. A, their defense is very good. No, and so you coach accordingly. In that league, hey, if the defense can can hold the other team to nothing, let's not let's not do anything stupid. Yeah, I get the two quarterbacks they face so far: Bryce Young and Ron Tannehill. I get it, and they get Jordan Love next week. They're at Lambeau next week. Oh, okay, but eh, kind of went no. I, they, they they overall look better than I thought they were going to look because they have a they have a, they have a budding star in Olave if they can get him the ball. Oh yeah, no, he's he's legit. Um, so and, and they'll be different with Kamara back there. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're calling. I mean, they pulled Tony Jones off the practice squad to be the running back last night. That's all they got. Now he did score twice, but still. Yeah. No, and I, I think Carr's fine, and he's probably getting, still getting a little acclimated. I mean, he was a Raider for quite some time, so he's probably, probably still a little new to him. Heart, heart rate's probably a little elevated. Trying really hard, kind yeah, of learning yeah, new yeah, things. Yeah. I'm sure that the vernacular is not exactly the same. There is a learning curve. Yeah, just because you've been an NFL quarterback doesn't mean there's some not some transition wherever you're headed next. So, I, don't know, I, I was I was pleasant. I mean, he's no Justin Fields. Whew. Bears are hard to love, aren't they? I mean, you tried. You keep making. You gave it a shot. You keep making mistakes at quarterback. It's a quarterback league. You can't make mistakes at quarterback over and over and over. Not everyone gets to be good. There no. are reasons some teams are bad. It's 32 teams. They all don't make the playoffs. And some suck. In fact, most don't make the playoffs. And some are really bad. Someone's got to lose. And the Bears are good at that. The losing. Good at losing. They are really good at losing. They're going to get a new stadium, though. That'll help. Yeah. Well, it won't hurt. So, anyway. But I don't know that the stadium can play quarterback. No. Boy, it's a quarterback league. It is a quarterback league. If you don't have quarterback play, it just it is hard. Speaking of that, Baker has looked pretty good. He has. A couple games. We'll, we'll see. But no. I've been He's looked every good every bit as good as Deshaun Watson and I'm cost a hell of a lot out. less. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who I'm most scared of in the South, and I'm kind of like looking at Tampa and Atlanta and kind of just turning my head to the side and going. It's Tampa. Yeah. But neither. New Orleans is going to win the South if, if Carr stays healthy. I think so. Yeah. They have the best unit. Yeah, of course. And they have the best player. Yes. No, they'll they'll win the South if, if they stay remotely healthy. But Atlanta's better. They've done a good job with that franchise. They really have. They, I, they have. I can grit my teeth and say that they've done a nice job with with, with them overall. Um, and and again, Mayfield's been fine, which has allowed them to be okay. Uh, Braves going into the tank a little bit. Last weekend might matter. They can't win games now, so just heads up there. Thanks. Got beat sixteen to two the other day. That's a hundred and sixty-two game season. You're gonna have a bad. It game. was their worst loss since two thousand seventeen. It happens. Can't hit. Can't pitch. Stop. And get swept by the Brewers in the first round. They're like fifty games over, hundred sixty-two games. You can't you're gonna, find it anymore. You're going to have ten games where you just get whipped. Ten games where you just blow somebody out. 
and, and 140 then, more. And then 140 more to figure sort it out. In some ways, it might be good they're sucking right now. You got a minute to get it out of your system. You don't want to suck in three weeks. Well, the, I can tell you this. The one thing, if I'm a Braves fan, the only thing that would concern me, because everything. They've been I, off the gas every, for so yes, long. And when you go to hit the button, it's like when you start your lawnmower the first time in the spring. It hadn't run for six, seven months. A little extra choke. Got to. Yeah, and you're like, oh, damn it. And then it finally gets going. But you worry that. You worry that when you go to start it, it won't start. Bill Connolly ranking again. I'm stopping after this. Um, again, we'll do NFL. We'll do stuff tomorrow. But I, just, I stumbled across this. Maybe I'm even teasing it because I, I find this a, an interesting thing. He ranks the 39 unbeaten's remaining based off his stats. Yeah. Number one, Washington Huskies. Oh, sure. Penix is fantastic. Washington. Man. That offense is elite. S S P plus top ten as of today. If preseason projections were removed, meaning okay. just what's happened on the field. Okay. Number 10, Oklahoma. Yeah. Number 9, Ole Miss. Yeah. Number 8, USC. Okay. Number 7, Oregon. Number 6, Miami. Number 5, Michigan. Number 4, Notre Dame. Number 3, UCLA. Number 2, Ohio State. Number 1, Washington. Where's Texas? Uh, I don't know. He does point out that Alabama is 29th. I just keep coming back to the same thing. Boy, what an opportunity this is for Ole Miss. I mean, Counting it, preseason projections, Georgia's still at number three, SC at four, Texas at five, Florida State at six, Michigan seven, Oklahoma eight, Notre Dame nine, Penn State at ten, Ole Miss at 12. Mm-hmm. While they're ranked here, the Rebels were without leading receiver Trey Harris against Tech, and Judkins was banged up, so they merely averaged 9.8 yards per play and scored 48 points. I don't trust the defense yet, but Ole Miss is explosive as any team in the FBS offensively. More than fair. Strength schedule strength to date eighty first. Their uh, overall computer rankings to date fourteenth and thirteenth nationally. So can't argue with any of that. No, no, no. I it's mean, fine. anybody that takes offense to that, you're you really have the thick goggles on. No, no, everything's good there. Yeah, yeah, no problems. So I mean, yeah, it's it just feels like a monumental game to me. I I can't get away from that part of it. It's a huge game. I mean, I, I'm sure if I'm sure there will be people who try to minimize whatever happens one way or the other, and I, I don't know how you do it. A loss is a huge missed opportunity, and a win sets up an even bigger game in six days. Oh God! And it slays the bear where you can just get on with it. Absolutely. Ole Miss as a program needs to win the freaking football game. Well, you, so you can just move on. So here's the other thing too, right? Yeah, we'll close with this. Yeah, got a few bills to pay, but. Yeah, you're fine. We'll get it done. This could come across like a criticism, and I don't mean for it to at all. But Lane's been here three and a quarter years. What's his biggest win? What's the biggest win at Tennessee? What's the one game where you go, boy, that was a big win? Beat LSU at home. Beat, beat That A&M win at home. A&M at home was a big win. It was a good A&M team. But, I mean, Tulane was his first road-ranked win. Yeah. If he were to win Saturday in Tuscaloosa, it's his biggest win to date. I mean, without even And a... it's this giant hurdle. It's like getting finally over the, over the mountaintop a little bit. You're not to where you're trying to go. Don't get me wrong. But, God, it feels like a big step. 
And on the other side, if you don't beat them with them coming off of a lackluster performance against South Florida with the quarterback situation the way that it is, if you, if you can't beat them, you got to start going, maybe he just can't beat them. Maybe you can't beat them. And if you can't beat them, you can't get to the top. Now we're going to change the format because next year we're going to a 12-team playoff, right? If this were next year, you could spin a loss. You go, well, you know, it's one loss. You just lose, only can lose one more, but we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Beat LSU and we're all good, right? But this year feels like it just feels huge. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Alabama ends up being a 6-6 six and six team and we look back on it and, and we're like, ah, whatever. That wasn't that big of a deal. The LSU game was the big deal, whatever. I don't know. But in the moment, which is all that we have because we don't have crystal balls and all that stuff, it feels huge. And it feels big for Bama, too. That's the difference. In the past, it really didn't ever feel all that big for Bama. It's like, whatever, right? And, and because they were winning so much. But now this feels big because, like, if, if you tell me that Ole Miss, let's say Ole Miss wins 30 to 17, okay? Ooh. If you're Alabama, that's you're two and two with two home losses, and you still got to play LSU. A&M. You still got to play A and M. You still got to play Auburn, Tennessee, Tennessee. Hell, at that point, Arkansas looks possible. They get weird fast with a loss, and with the win, they right the ship a little bit. You know, hey, we found our quarterback. One game, it was oh one game. It was Texas. We're undefeated in the league. We get LSU yeah. at home. Yeah, we're still going to Atlanta, bitches. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, we're still Bama. Yeah. Take that with your castle. Yeah. Castle looks pretty good to me, doesn't it, Lane? You know? Yeah, ha, I mean, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, Right. They'll do all their popcorn stuff. and It just feels like a big moment for both teams, both programs. It just feels big. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I agree. And I'm not trying to hype it. I think I have a reputation for not overhyping stuff. It just feels, it feels bigger than usual both ways. Like, it's got swing written all over it. Like the atmosphere in Oxford next Saturday at five o'clock, it's going to be great no matter what. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's different coming off a win than coming off a loss. If they come off a win, this place is going to be a zoo. It's going to be no next wild. week. It will be rocketing off the ground almost next week. Yeah, it's yeah hard to frankly compare it to much. And if. They lose, Ole Miss loses. There's going to be, I'm guessing, a little bit of a, a well, a little bit of a sense of dread. Yeah, you got to go. Uh, yeah, you know, nervousness. Yeah, oh boy, now I got to get LSU, and LSU's probably better than Bama. And boy, we lose this one, and look out, you know, fall. The train comes off the tracks, and all that stuff. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying that's the way it would happen. I'm just saying that would be the sort of the mentality. What's well, two huge differences? Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Heavenly Sunshine. Christmas light season to uh, go ahead and get those planned out. I know it's not quite Christmas yet, but they can be a lot of work. So let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you with their own pool service installation plan. They'll install, take down, and store the lights. They use commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable in your home or business. They take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. You can book during the month of September, and you mention MPW10 for a free 30-inch lighted deluxe wreath. That's mpw 10 for a free 30-inch delighted, delighted deluxe wreath there with Heavenly Sunshine. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for over four decades. Commercial residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, and much more. That's HeavenlySunshine.com or 662-342-1203. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting 
great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're looking for a job, we told you about that yesterday. Uh, they can help you. If, if your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, uh, they can help you as well. Payment of service solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate they send. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138. Or uh, check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From uh, routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced corporate executive? Wanting to put your career in your own hands, an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify. Either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He uh, owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. you got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net, or you can call him at 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. They have got a lot to be offered there from beginner lessons to advanced lessons. It's also a great venue for events or corporate outings. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So call them or text them today at 662-644-4297. And we're brought to you by College Town Oxford. If you're ready for the ultimate college experience, College Town Oxford is ready to be your new home away from home. They know you want the best, and that's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. It's right next door to the Ole Miss campus. They offer spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom homes. Uh, cottages, each with individual leases, because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Uh, so don't break up the gang. Grab your friends. Pick your favorite floor plan. Reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Text their VIP list and become the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open. That's 662-300-3733. Yeah, I was just noticing this about the uh, the wild card race. Probably talk some baseball tomorrow, too. It comes in the middle of this five-team wild card deal. Plus 86 run differential. The other teams, minus 26, minus 37, minus 42, minus 14. It's a crazy stat. Uh, yep. Cubs need to do a little hay as they finish Braves Brewers both on the road to close the regular season. Yeah, they open with uh, is it Colorado tonight or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and then Colorado. They've got to go five and one this week. Yeah, seventy eight and seventy two right now. Now they'll catch Milwaukee with nothing to, and they don't get any of the big three. So that helps. They won't face Woodruff, Peralta, or Burns. And then by the time they get. To Atlanta, they could probably handle. It's probably okay. Yeah. So, all right. NFL tomorrow. I'm sure Lane will give us something else to talk about heading into uh, Wednesday as well. Some baseball. So, uh, thanks to all you guys. Thanks everybody, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.